morning. The reading this morning is from Acts chapter 9, verse 1 to 19, from the NIV translation. Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus, so that if he found any there belonging to the way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, he replied. Now take up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. The men traveling with Saul stood there speechless. They heard the sound, but did not see anyone. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could not see nothing. So they led him by the hand to Damascus. For three days he was blind and did not eat or drink anything. In Damascus there was a disciple named Ananias. The Lord called to him in a vision. Ananias, yes, Lord, he answered. The Lord told him, go to the house of Judas on Straight Street and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul, for he is praying. In a vision, he, was, he has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hands on him to restore his sight. Lord, Ananias answered, I have heard many reports about this man and all the harm he has done to your holy people in Jerusalem. And he has come here with authority from the chief priests to arrest all who call on your name. But the Lord said to Ananias, Go, this man is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and to the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Then Ananias went to the house and entered it. Placed his hands on Saul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here, has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he could see again. He got up and was baptized, and after taking some food, he regained his strength. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God. Can you come up and uh, bring God's word to us and let's just pray for. No, we just pray for Emmett now. And thank you for that reading, Lord. And thank you. Um, it's a, uh, a whole change of uh, personality and everything, Lord, through that reading. Um, we pray for Emmett now as he brings us your word. Speak through him, Lord, and help us to to listen and, and be challenged through, through, through that. Speak individually to each one of us, Lord, um, differently uh, as you desire. Amen. Good morning. 
Yeah, that's nice. People is awake. That's great. Right. Uh, before I started, I have some greetings to you as a church. Um, yesterday, I went to visit Natalie. And, of course, I saw Megan and Chris. And it was fantastic to see them. Uh, the way I will describe it, it was humbling. And I will explain why. Because that's part of our preaching as well. The way I, I explain it humbling because I asked Chris yesterday, is anything you want from home? He said, no, I'm okay. But send my love and greeting to the church family. Very special. But what happened is this word didn't pass by. It didn't just like, okay, that would be lively. I will do that. But it stayed with me for a bit. And over the day, I shared with Natalie and Megan a little bit about what is going on. And a little bit with Chris at the evening. But here is this news. Okay. This week, in the Christian Union at Sheffield University and Hallam, together, both of them, they're having what they call it the Mission Week which is they are going to reach out to people, evangelizing, speaking, sharing, and doing different events. They are praying for the past month. Last night they have, a, they have a prayer meeting, and every morning this week it will be a prayer meeting for this event. Right. Why I am humbled? This is the question. I am humbled because that is exactly what God is doing among our young people. This is exactly the book of Acts saying, at the end of the days, my young people will see vision and dream dreams. Because what? Because I pour my spirit on them. I was humbled because they carried the anointing of County City Church to where they are. Meaning, they learn over the years, and they watch and disciple. They go through a period of time with, with their mentors. And everybody mentored them in different ways in the church. Everybody prayed for them in a different way. From the time when Emily shared with us about mom and toddlers, Grace and Megan running after each other, to stay, sitting here, standing, seeing Chris, part of the band and praying and worship, seeing Natalie and Megan going for discipleship, seeing different things happening. And this because of the faithfulness of you going to the church. And I was humbled. During March time, they are going to do something called Night Watch. Something they started last year Three of them with other two guys in Sheffield University. Which they will come together for a night of worship and prayer. And God gives them favor in the eyes of the house of prayer to use the place. They worship during the whole night. But what expand of the vision this time is, is not just for Sheffield University. They are looking to incorporate the churches with them. 
and revive Sheffield. Is it amazing? This is what God is doing. This is the news I have. This is the greeting Chris sending to the church. And said, yeah, thanks for your prayers, but would you pray again? Would you stand with us this week and this coming months of March when we see something happening in Sheffield? Is that making sense? That would make me go home really humbled. It makes me think what we did in the church in the life of those young people, amazing. Keep praying for them. And remember as well, Ellie and because you are doing an amazing job as well. What you see did, God is using. Yeah? Right. Shall we just pause and pray for them for one minute? Father, continue pour out your spirit. Continue. Fulfill this promise that at the end of days, my young people will see dreams and dream with you to see the nation transform, to see the nation transform. And Father, we just lift up our five guys before you. Use them in your mighty way. Tom, Ellie, Megan, Chris, and Natalie. We pray, Lord, that you use them in your mighty power. Let them dream dreams with you and see vision and see heart of people change because you are the Lord. You are the amazing God. You are amazing God. And we are so grateful. So grateful. Hallelujah. Amen. Right. Amazing story. Another transformation story. I think I heard it so many times, I think I preach about it I don't know how many times. I'm not sure how many of you heard it or maybe the first time you heard it. Maybe. But it's a story of a guy. But I was asking the Lord what you want to say this morning because it's an amazing story. Two points. God search for, look at, and look into the heart. That's number one. What do I mean? The Bible was very, very clear on that bit. I found it fascinating when I looked at that one. In 1 Samuel 16, 7, talking about... Samuel, when he went to anoint David to become the king of Israel, he whispered in his ear, and the Lord told him, don't look to the appearance on how this guy looks like, because I look 
to the heart. This is God's way. He look to the heart. He doesn't look to the appearance and the good looking. David was a good looking guy as well. Blonde hair, blue eyes, lovely young guy. I don't know how he was like that in the Middle East, but this is what the Bible said. <laughs> but this is how he looks like. But he's a very little young chap. Comparing to his big, muscly brothers, come on, God, you can think a little bit better than that. But no. Samuel, listen to me. I look to the heart. Okay? Right. Another one, just for the fun of it. This is exactly what God said about David again. But this time, not the Old Testament, it's the New Testament. Act 13.22. That is what the word of God spoke about David. That I found the heart of David. What? After my own heart. His desire is my desire. What he wished for is my, what I wish for. Amazing. This is the heart he is looking after. You can see the colorful life of David. But still the Bible describes him, his heart after my own heart. Why? Quick to repent and quick to obedience. That is just on the side. Right. We are talking about Saul. Why is the connection between David and Saul? Again, the book of Acts, chapter 22, verse 3, talking about who Paul is or who Saul is. From Tarsus, he learned on the feet of Gamaliel, and the Bible said something amazing again. He was zealous, feel of passion, excitement, very keen, his heart very keen and very passionate before God. This is how the Bible described Paul which is Saul, his name. He was zealous. He was passionate about who God is. He won't make everything according to the law, according to what he learned, according to the ancestors, according to the Moses' law. He is looking to fulfill God's commandment. This is his heart. He is very passionate about God. Very zealous. His heart is on fire for God. This is what he wants. This is what he did. This is what the story. I'm going to call all these guys because they are against the, the word of God. This is how he sees it. I will take a letter from the priest and I will do this because it says against the law of Moses. What this guy is doing. This is not the Messiah we are looking for. The Messiah we are looking for is a king. These guys are 
not the right guys we are looking for. His heart was passionate about who God is. That is Paul. What is wrong with him? Nothing. Passionate guy. He walking according to the law of Moses. Just kill them all because that is not what Moses said. That is the attitude because his heart to follow God. His heart to honor the word of God according to Moses. And because we said God looked to hearts and search for hearts and look into the hearts, God come into the picture. He come to the picture because he searched for the heart. He's looking for him. He looked for the heart of a man who know the word really well. For the man who rooted in the word. But what he did, he come to this heart and it changed this heart according to this heart, according to, to bring him after own heart, to understand the word with a different way, to see the, the Holy Spirit into it. You remember in the beginning of the theory we said, one big part, one key that your eyes should be opened. You remember this? When we talk about the disciples, that their eyes be opened, this is what happened exactly to Saul. When Ananias prayed for him, what happened? His eyes was opened. He starts seeing. He starts start understanding. God can change the heart to make it heart looking and walking and searching, and according to his own heart. God can do this. Right. Number two. There's the one I love, and it's fantastic. God can use your past. Your past, you are not happy with. You don't like much. It's colorful. God can use your past. God search for the heart, but God can use your past. Explain. How? Right. Here is this what I wrote exactly. When you put yourself under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, When you made him God, the most high is your dwelling place, according to Psalm 91. Your life will transform. When you decide to make the most high 
or to make the most high your dwelling place, you will be transformed. And he will use your past. When you get yourself under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, he will transform your life. Because you are under the anointing. Really? Shall we explain? Right. Let's have a look to David again. Nice guy. A shepherd. Become the king of Israel, shepherd God's people. See? God doesn't waste time. That make sense? He was a shepherd. He knew how to care about sheep. This is an amazing bit. Is no, you have hundred, I will give you a thousand or a million sheep. This is a good, reasonable upgrade, yes? But no, 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 no. The king of whole entire Israel doesn't add up. But it does. In God's, in God's business, it does. Shepherd, shepherd of people. With a new title, king. Right. Another one for you, David. Again. I protect my sheep. I kill the bird and the lion. <laughs> right, okay. Shall we make you the protector of Israel? Yes. Kill Goliath. Three meter tall, according to Rachel. And take his weapon and become yours. Interesting transformation. How he can use past, your past, killing a bear and a lion to kill Goliath. This is his past. A shepherd, a king. Yes? When, the anointing, when you, you decide to choose yourself, to put yourself under the anointing. When you dwell. And make the most high your dwelling place. There's no other one. Yes? Right. Another guy, Peter. Remember? The transformation... Douglas was sharing a few weeks ago. A fisherman? Fish for people. You catch thousands of fish over the years and you are a professional? One sermon, 3,000 people. Your shadow? Help people. Heal people. Come on. Don't be silly. When you are under the anointing, when you are when you are dwelling and make him your dwelling place. One more for the fun of it. Paul himself. Okay, the potential of Paul's life is the following. Right, okay, here we go. Paul is not an ordinary guy. 
The word ordinary in the Old Testament, it means they are the guys learn the first, if you can call it the primary school. Everybody in Israel have to learn the Torah. Every kid, up to the age 13. And if you are a very smart guy, you will progress in another school and a bit more and a bit more and you become one of the disciples of one of the priests. And automatically you'll become one of those guys. Therefore, when the priest describes John and Peter as ordinary people, it means they didn't continue the route of being a priest, a Pharisee. But all of them learning. But they become ordinary people because they have a secular job. They are not Pharisees. But the potential of Paul's life is a disciple of Gamaliel, one of the biggest high priests in the Sanhedrin. He is one of the big priests there. And the automatic reaction of one of his disciples, he become him. Therefore, Paul, the potential Paul or Saul at that time to become one of those highest priests. He knowing everything. But the potential from this to something else. I will make you apostle for the nation. You are looking for just Israel and Jerusalem. But reality speaking, apostle to the whole entire nations. Again, when you come under the anointing, when you choose the most higher dwelling place. Okay, what about Paul again? A highly educated guy. We said that a minute ago. To disciple few Jewish guys to become like him. To stand in Ephesians for two years, debating and talking about who Jesus is. And people come to Christ because of him. Starting a discipleship school in Antioch. Church planting and name it. What happened? From a normal used Pharisee, good educated guy, I will use all your past to glorify my name. If is that your dream, to just achieve to be the high priest of Israel. I'm taking you somewhere else. <coughs> Shepherd king. High priest of Israel. Apostle for the nations. Doesn't add up. But this is when you make the most high your dwelling place.
a funny one about Paul. I am a Roman. I raised up as a Roman. Yeah, I am from the tribe of Benjamin. Great. I'm proud of that. Which we will talk about another session for why I am the Benjamin guy. Which we'll talk about that another time. But I am a Roman. Really? You will take my name and present it to the whole ent entire Roman Empire. Even using your nationality, your past, who you are, to glorify him. Nothing is wasted in the kingdom of God. All your experience, all your past, all what you have, not wasted in his kingdom. I'm a drug addict. Yeah. How I will use this? You have been freed by his name. Yes. You take authority over these drugs, you can free others. My life is very colorful. I don't, cannot bear to tell you how many stupid things I've done in my life. Yeah, I know. But I have been freed. Yes? Why? Because you accept Jesus in your life. Yes? Because you become new creation in him. Yes? You take authority over this stuff. Yes? Go and do the same to others. When you make the most high your dwelling place. Question for you is God is able to use you, whatever. You are for his glory and he is willing. The question is, are you available? Is your heart in the right place? Are you willing to, to make and make the most higher dwelling place? No matter what your status, no matter what your past, but if you're willing, he is able to transform. No matter what, even if you are Christian for a million years and following him and experience, a lot of experience, and you have amazing testimonies, testimonies is not the way to chew on your past and said, oh look, wow, those days were amazing. Yeah, it was those days. Are you able to have a new testimony? Are you willing for a new testimony? To have one? 
Are you willing to take one? Are you willing to be open to experience a new testimony? Are you able to experience a new way God wants to use you? Or you are happy with your past? We are very good like that as Egyptians. The pharaohs, the history we have, the civilization we have, and we go like... Why? No, I have a civilization. I have history. I have the pyramids. Sleep. I'm not willing to have a new pyramid, a new civilization. I'm not willing to walk with him for a new adventure. I am not because I'm happy with the testimony I have in the past. And I'm not looking forward for a new one with him. Here is the thing. If you made him the center of your life, if you come under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, you will be transformed man and woman of God. If you choose to make the Most High your dwelling place. There is new manna every day. The old one doesn't work the following day for the new day. It doesn't. You cannot use the old one for the new day. You cannot. It has to be a new one. It has to be fresh. But if you like leftover food, it doesn't work in the kingdom. I'm not going against your leftover food in the freezer. No, no. I'm talking about the spiritual one. God doesn't like leftover food. My wife doesn't either. But I hear saying, he have a fresh food every day. He have a fresh testimony every day. He have a place where you can dwell and enjoy his presence every day. Simple as that. Well, are you available and are you willing? The challenging question is about his calling. Let me explain that very quickly. There is no difference between Ahmad as a, in the church and use his spiritual gift and Ahmad at work. There is no difference. I am Ahmad. Same guy. As Dennis was sharing, I am reflecting kingdom rules as I go along in my workplace. Same thing, I am reflecting kingdom rules in the church. I am the same guy carrying his presence in the church and the same guy carrying his presence out there. I am the same guy raising up my children in his kingdom. I am the same guy doing whatever. I didn't divide myself to million pieces. I am one. And all of it it work 
in his presence. That's it. The guy is telling me off. I will stop. But shall we, if you are able, to stand up and pray with me this prayer? 